Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink! Hey, Shyla, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well today. You know, post-season. I'd say post-show. Post-show. Things are 90% cleaned up, maybe 95%, which is really awesome. So, you know, you always have things like the finances, the things that are the the aftermath part, the the, the analysis of things, that kind of stuff. And um, so, yeah, but everything went really successfully and well, and life keeps marching on. How about you guys? How's baseball season? Oh, baseball. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's going all right. Mm-hmm. How's the concession stand, you oh, know? Eating my soul, you know, like. But the just... necessary evil, right? We talk I about know. this all the time that, like, you can't just do, like, the kids can't just show up on the field. Something has to, like, pay for the maintenance and things have to do that. And yeah. so it's, like, a whole other piece of the arm of the organization, right? So you've got yes. volunteer organization to get people to do, volunteer instruction of how to do. Do you find people yeah. are taking initiative on their own of, like, how to do things in the concession stand? It's really or... interesting. You know, I, I, I don't really know. I don't know what's happening to, like, our our world in some ways I like look at people and I'm like I'm not sure so I, I haven't over engineered it it's mm-hmm. a very you know you keep Derek, it simple Derek is the president of the league he's like I gotta do this and mm-hmm. he doesn't really have anybody to like chair it and I was like I'll happily help you especially and, you know food so this right. makes sense it yeah. does you so, have skills to help here you know mm-hmm. that's fine and so you know I'll send out an email on Sunday in advance of the week and uh, a couple of times I've I've gone in and you know people are like deer in headlights like what am I supposed to do and I'm like I don't want to go too crazy mm-hmm. and like write too much because, as mm-hmm. we all know, no one's going to read it. Right. But if I don't say enough, then people are like, it, yeah. So I'm just trying to find this like good balance. Uh, not found it yet. Mm-hmm. We're this is week three of seven, so I'm like, okay, counting down. Right. <laughs> I can yeah. do it. I can make it. It's gonna be fine. So no, it's fine, and and it's actually done really well. So last year. Uh, you know, during COVID, mm-hmm. like kind of cruising into the fall, people didn't really know what to expect. I think we know a lot more now sure. about the transmission and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, people are more willing to come mm-hmm. and, and grab a snack at the little snack stand. It's become Lucas's little lunch spot. Oh, he just, uh, he's like, I'm going to eat at the concession stand, huh? Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, I like this. This is great because he can walk up and be like, I want a hot dog and a hot dog appears. <laughs> <laughs> So in four-year-old little brain, you know. This is perfection. But it's really interesting. Um, So we have a lot of uh, first-time parents Mm -hmm. on the team. They have younger siblings. So T-Ball is ages five and six. Uh, And we have, you know, and you can tell the difference between the parents who, like, this is their Mm -hmm. second, third, fourth, whatever kid, um, and the parents who are like, oh, my gosh, this is my first kid, and he's the oldest, and this is a big step. Uh, So, you know, just trying to manage all of that. But I do a little Pinterest, um, you know, inspired little baskets that Mm -hmm. I have for our team. It helps to keep everybody very organized. Keeps all the pieces together. So these are like little baskets that everybody has with their, and they they can put their gloves and their stuff and their pieces in there. um, Because, yeah, that's a whole other piece of organization. Five and six year olds have Mm -hmm. a really hard time with keeping all of their stuff together. I don't know what you're talking about. The high school, each child has a bin with their name written on all sides. And we even mark where that bin returns to because, you know, we all need some organization and some structure in our lives. And and volunteers need that too. I was on the flip side of being, I I volunteered for um, New York Thespian this weekend they they were having their online festival going on mm-hmm. and they needed adjudicators and so I was uh, I was judging um, they were individual like monologues and duos a short film some tech 
different things. So it was kind of cool and interesting to do it. Um, but it was neat to kind of be on the other end of volunteerism, get my email with links and directions and things. And I had that feeling, the volunteer panic feeling, the one where you're like, what if I don't know what do what they need me to do? <laughs> yeah. And twice the person organizing it was like, it's in your email, not in a mean way, just in a like, yep, it's in the email. And they had some things that went a little kerfluey between yesterday and today. I was very happy that I was the volunteer on day two and they had worked out a lot of this oh, new virtual yeah. different world. So, but it was, it was good. Um, one of the things they did that I, I thought was interesting that when I saw you I wanted to say too is they had a lot of backups in place so like they had a judging platform they were going to use and when it didn't work out well they sort of simplified things worked out backwards mm-hmm. and kind of had some backup plans so you got some backup plans for everything from concession stands to other volunteer stuff these days I get... try as mm-hmm. much as possible you know I just I, I think part of it is just you know figuring out the, the least the path of least resistance right like just doing the thing that that will get the the biggest bang for the buck and you know what I always tell volunteers because now I've been volunteering and doing volunteer management since 2006 when I started with right. the Karen Covered right um and even before then you know I was a volunteer and, and lots of other things but what I, I tell people all the time is are you doing harm mm-hmm if you're right. not, then there's try no it. wrong, right? right? Like it. it's there, you know, mm-hmm. instead of obsessing on what's the quote right way, maybe we find a better way mm-hmm. if, you know, you're trying or, or retooling something like or just a different way. Yeah. We both are very strong personalities in how we think something should be organized. We're, we usually look at something, but they can be different mm-hmm. and never do we say to the other one, like, well, it has to be mine. Like right. no, sometimes there can be two different ways and it's yeah. okay. I watched you retool like on the spot during, um, during the early COVID days when you're doing mm-hmm. the outdoor distribution mm-hmm. and one week it might be one way and the next week it might mm-hmm. be another way and really to keep refining that and to not be afraid of changing it yeah. you know I also think it really was helpful when you were really honest with the volunteers which was like we're just gonna keep trying till we get this a little bit smoother because we're not perfect and we don't yeah. know this and it yeah. incorporated them in the process yeah so yeah because it's yeah. really easy to get stuck in the well this is how we did it week over week and and what mm-hmm. we realized was there there were just better ways and you know I, I came under a lot of fire for changing the location mm-hmm. um and and that became a little confusing for families thinking that we were still there or not there anymore or we weren't open at all um but there were a lot of considerations and so you know I, I think that sometimes as the admin doing the thing it's sometimes hard for a volunteer mm-hmm. who's just seeing their their little microcosm of the world mm-hmm. you know they're coming on a Wednesday from 3 to five thirty, and they don't realize that there's you know there's a whole other it. yeah mm-hmm. there are other considerations and one of them was we wanted to find a place where we didn't have to worry about elements weather mm-hmm. right so we could have a portico uh, we needed to get off of the main streets, and, and that was part of the problem. You know, in those early days, we were backing up into the main thoroughfares. Mm-hmm. That that was very problematic. Right. Uh, we were trapping people in. We had one woman. I don't know if I've ever shared this before, but on on our podcast, but we had one woman who was trying to make a Facebook Marketplace purchase and got stuck in line for over an hour. Oh no! And there was nowhere to go because it was right. it the the alleyways around the Karen Cupboard are so, so tiny. Small. Yeah. So you know, it, it think it was thinking about all of those things because there was a lot of stress on the other side of it that you know the volunteers who were throwing the loaves of bread into the cars Mm -hmm. didn't know was happening right uh the amount of times I got yelled at over over all of that so yeah so it's interesting you know, we, we, we tend to get sometimes tunnel vision for whatever mm-hmm. we are volunteering. And I think it's particularly when I'm a volunteer for something and I'm not the one running it. When I'm running it, I'm seeing the bigger piece right. of it. You're seeing but the when I'm thing. like my one little piece and I know what's what's at stake for messing that up for somebody mm-hmm. kind of a deal. So I get like a whole lot more anxiety in that. But we don't see the big picture right. and we don't see yeah. that whole big piece. And so I think sometimes one of the best
best things we can do as volunteers is say, um, I'm happy to adjust however your organization, right. because that's what I really want to do. You know, yeah. it's a big thing. Um, it's it's easy to think New York thespians, it's easy to think they're a gigantic organization with hundreds of students, and they're actually sort of at a rebuilding time mm. um, because they were part of like a New England, many states piece, and they've gone off. And so I knew what it meant if I wasn't flexible. They didn't, right. they didn't need that. They're already heading in a different direction. Right. And so, you know, yeah. but I think it's great that you're taking your skills. I'm sure it doesn't always feel great to get in the yeah, middle yeah, of, yeah. Your, of your husband's <laughs> things, but I think it's really great that you're taking your skills of food distribution and using it to benefit another organization that's so important to yeah. your family. Um, this is how I've become apparently the campaign chairperson in my household as my husband is running for school board. And apparently because <laughs> I used to work in politics and can do graphic design, I have become all things politics. Oh, so, yes. Um, it's, uh, yeah. You, you earn that those badges, you know, well. I yeah, but it is fun it is. to lend yeah. our skills, right, in other yeah. in other ways and to support and to see and to and to be a part of something different and, yeah. um, and to have that basis and those pillars. And our guest today is definitely one who is out in the community helping to do the pillars of finances, the pillars of things that are so important to figuring out how we can have structure so that that allows for flexibility. Right. Um, you know, um, Elizabeth's going to share with our listeners about um, how she does uh, financial literacy in school districts, uh, which is so important and to partner with people. Um, but I think it's it's more than that, right? If we don't, if organizations and if individuals don't have stability of finances, they really can't Right. pivot they really can't yeah. have the maneuverability that they yeah. need and and yeah. skills that, that lack in in mm-hmm. uh, the school system now and, and not because mm-hmm. people don't want to teach that but curriculums have changed right. so much but before, before we go yes. we go mm-hmm. on to uh, on to our interview with elizabeth uh this week we did the sorting hat Correct. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool about that, this is our personality test because I'm actually reading the Harry Potter books right now. Um, for anybody who knows, this has been like a big point of contention between my daughter Rosemary and I because she cannot fathom that I have not read Harry Potter books. And many people in my life are always shocked that I haven't. Yeah. It just, I never really had the opportunity. I, I'm, I'm a big like all or nothing person. I want to be able to read them all right. and not pick up and put down. And um, But I'm going to Universal this summer and I don't want to be there and not know what the heck I'm yeah. looking at. Not understand. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's a whole lot there's just so much and I know like enough yeah but not enough kind of a deal so So, you guessed what I was yeah I did I I have a little bit of a cheat there though you do because you and my husband are like carbon copy same person so um indeed would you have guessed mine I don't know enough about them uh, necessarily gotcha. yet to okay. know. So, so I am a Ravenclaw, yes. and so I'm 44.6% Ravenclaw. So um, my personality shows a degree of work ethic and friendliness, which are valued by the house. And um, my main character characteristics or values are intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit. And so you are. I am a Gryffindor. Yes. yes. I, I show a high degree of courage and friendliness. We're both friendly, is that what this is? I guess, yeah. So yours is more of the intellect, right? Uh So And you're brave, which is true. I'll stand behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the the idea is that Gryffindor is the representation of fire and Mm -hmm. that um, Ravenclaw is the representation of air. Right. Yeah. So, Interesting. Um, I'm then my second one is Hufflepuff at thirty about thirty percent. I am zero percent Slytherin. So my second one's uh, Hufflepuff, and I am also zero percent Slytherin, and I don't know if this, <laughs> I don't know if this is about me. I'm actually a little surprised, not because I think I'm like you know oh so Slytherin or something like that, but because I could see having a little bit of that. My ambition sometimes pushes me never to take someone else down, though. You right. know that I would always push someone else forward before myself, but yeah. but I was a little surprised that it was zero percent at 0%. that definitely. But yeah. but I'm not surprised we've got some commonality, and I'm definitely not surprised that Derek and I are the same. Yeah. 
Um, were you surprised by uh, the Gryffindor? No, no. You've I read think, the books, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've gotten through. I think five of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I was not surprised. I I definitely see myself uh, as a Gryffindor. I think Noah is also a Gryffindor. Um, I think Lucas is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> He's just Lucky this, like, yeah, yeah, he's just, he's, he's not that, so. Yeah. yeah. So how about you? Um, what you I, know of it so far? So what I know of it, no, I was not surprised, and what I think of this is funny is, um, like, when we, we, we found some that had characteristics of the things that were, like, the the best traits, right. the worst and traits, the worst and those traits. were spot on. You know what I mean? The worst being cold. I can be cold. You know I worry about this. Um, you know, very creative. These mm-hmm. are good things, right? Um, bad Mine's, perfectionism. Yeah, mm. stubborn. Yeah. I, I mine is a, a worse one. Stu- loyal and stubborn. Yes, that's yeah. me. Self-important. Yeah. I can sometimes need a good slap down to be like, yo, you aren't the only thing. You know, kind of thing. Uh, you know, quit thinking. Yeah, I would buy that. But then calculating. I don't know. I, I, I struggle with these tests. You know I do. And it's, I can't wait to talk to our special yeah. guest star at the end of the season about these yeah. because... Um, I definitely feel like you hear what you want to hear sometimes. Oh, yeah. But, but the, hey. the pick and choose, right? Right. So, so anyway. the sorting hat, though, if only there was one of those in life that could just right. tell us who, the who deal. we uh, who we go to. But mm-hmm. uh, so the other thing that's interesting about Elizabeth's uh, interview is that um, while we were interviewing Elizabeth, mm-hmm. uh, we actually had ABC Twenty Seven here, yes. uh, who did a story on us back in February uh, for uh, Women's History mm-hmm. Month. And so if you go back on to ABC 27, you can see our little snippet. And you can see Elizabeth. She's on it as well. Correct. Yeah. This was really awesome. It was really yeah. a great experience to be part of that, too. And I think what I loved was, you know, it was it was nice to be on the news. And they did a, a, a really nice job. I really think it they did a, a really great, great job of, yeah. of, the, of the spot. And, you know, sometimes you do things like this and, and you're like, what do people think of coffee beans and booze right. and what that is? And it, and it was a really great, concise, like, yes, that is exactly what we're hoping to do here, which is support amazing women in our community. But the outpouring of support that came from other people yeah, was people really very, very sweet, sweet yeah. and really reminded me, um, and I think you too, of just how much it is so great to celebrate the wonderful women we know. Absolutely. Like, I don't know that we will ever run out of people yeah. because it's such a true honor to although, be able to do so. Yeah, mm-hmm. although we did get a DM recently. Oh, we did. Yeah. Shout should out. We, should we dish? <laughs> should we dish on the DM? We could. Okay, go ahead and tell about the DM. So we got a DM that was like, ladies lovely love the alliteration but maybe you consider not having your name coffee beans and booze because booze you know it makes it sound like you're sitting around drunk with each other (laughs) which while we do that is not here we we and we don't typically do that here you know it is what it is so i just typed back uh thanks for your i'm so no i'm so glad that you're enjoying the episodes (laughs) have a great weekend (laughs) yeah this suggestion i did that while i might have been in vibe you were a little bit intoxicated so what i thought was interesting about it was the suggestion was that we sort of lighten that and make it something a little bit more fluffy and my trouble with that was i don't think that we are fluffy like that sometimes this is this is truly about you know our whole idea of, of coffee beans and booze and we talked about this in the the 27 news piece was that this is really about creating an environment where we can relax and we can um, really be uninhibited in our discussion and celebration mm-hmm. of each other. And so I don't want it to be light and fluffy. No. Well, right? And, and you yeah. know, there's a question in there. Mm-hmm. There, There is a question in there about like, you know, is um is booze a masculine? Mm-hmm. If it was a if it was you know oh. two men and the masculine idea, and would there be the assumption that they were sitting around drunk, right. or would be there the assumption that they had some sophisticated bourbon or something? Mm. Oh, mm. Shiloh, we got to mm. think about that some we more. We might have to unpack that later, but for now. Hey. 
Hey, Shyla, how's it going? Doing well. How are you today? I'm doing great today. Super awesome. excited to meet our guest, who's someone I've not met before. And you know, I love to meet yeah. new, people. new people. So, oh, welcome, Elizabeth. Awesome. Yeah. How's it Thank going? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're good. We're good here. Awesome. It's really quiet in your house. Um, I'm I'm surprised. Oh, <laughs> you, you gave them all 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 um, iPads and told them to go away, right? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, handed off the duties to the husband, and uh, I love he's it. holding down the fort. So. Because you have not one, not two, not three, but four boys under the four age boys. of how old are they? The oldest uh, is turning seven next month, so we've just rounded the corner. Um, to three, five, and soon to be seven. And then the baby is eight months old. So. Oh, well, congratulations, yeah. truly, for amazing. keeping all of that going. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and a baby so. in, in COVID land and all that yeah. stuff. But before we get any further, Elizabeth, can you take a couple of seconds here to tell our clinkers a little bit about yourself? Sure. So uh, let's see. Elizabeth here, mom to four, which we just found out. Um, we, and I say we a lot because I think as married couples, everything is a team. So I say we have four boys and um, we have a few businesses. And uh, so we have a catering company. I have a nonprofit. Um, and then Nick has his, what I have dubbed his full-time gig. He does internet marketing. And um, I think that's all right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, a, just a tiny little um, bit of that's things. All, like, huh? yeah. That's all. Right, right, right. <laughs> I gotta say. Uh, and then I do love yeah. that you didn't identify any of those as like the side hustle. Like your own and them all is full-time hustle, yeah. which I think is great. They, but it sounds like you were leading into another thing there too. Yeah. Well, you know, and then too, like with, with Shyla said, uh, we are very invested in the community. So um, with the nonprofit, you're sitting on boards and I recently joined a second board and, you know, you have invites to sit on other boards mm -hmm. and it really is like, when is too much too much? And mm -hmm. um, when do you have yeah. to take a step back and say, you know what? We are busy. Right. So. But, yeah, that's, but that's hard yeah. too, right? And, because and you want to contribute. Exactly. Yeah. And what's your decision-making process around that? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you decide what's the, the right fit for you? What's the kind of like uh, gleaning that you go through in order to get to those decisions? Well, I think the first one is, you know, just the time commitment. You know, what are they asking for overall time? And then where does it align with our values and where we are investing back? Um, and I think, too, it's interesting because how I how we originally started donating and giving and how that's changed so much just with having kids and realizing, wow, I was so disconnected from the kid world mm -hmm. until you're knee deep in it, um, you know, and things that they're interested in, suddenly you're kind of like, oh, well, maybe we should uh, align a little differently here. So I would say I, right now it definitely is, do they align with our values? And, mm -hmm. you know, I have to have a heartfelt connection or it's very hard to say, sure, I can go full board. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. We talk yeah. about that that passion and connection all the time. And and it is, I know exactly what you're talking about. My children are older now, but every time they were involved in something that, that they were so passionate about, I wanted to help with the livelihood and the sustainability of those organizations, right? And yeah. it's one of the ways that a lot of us get experienced with nonprofits, yeah. everything from yeah. PTA <laughs> to, to soccer team, to dance, to whatever yeah. it happens to yeah. be. They're valuable skills though that we're picking up there. Elizabeth, you mentioned the nonprofit that you and your husband have developed and, and organized. Can you go ahead and tell us about that and give us a bit more information? Sure. So Chalkboard Financial, we started, oh, wow, actually back in California. 
um, and then with a series of moves and children, um, kind of put it on hold. Um, but I would say, wow, about five years ago, uh, breathed new life into it and kind of built new foundations for it here in Pennsylvania. And um, so it, our, our mission with Chalkboard Financial, we empower teens with financial literacy and career guidance. So it really is um, getting them the foundations to set them on a successful financial path. Um, and it's, it is my passion um, mm -hmm. that I came from that story of not knowing mm -hmm. and being uneducated in that space. And that's really where that started from. So yeah. that is Chalkboard Financial but and so we yeah. are... Mm -hmm. I was just I was just gonna um, say it's so fascinating because there I, there's such a cry for the public school education system right now to equip students with being able to do these things and be mm -hmm. functioning in how to budget and how to maintain a budget and you know paying bills and not picking a college that's too expensive and gonna render them forever mm -hmm. in debt and those mm -hmm. sorts of things and right. so you know unfortunately and fortunately you know I think it's a, as a community we rally together and do the things that are needed this requires now a new set of of group of people basically to oh, make yeah. that happen right because the school is so stretched already like being right. able to teach those and things the working is, pieces of this thing yeah. particularly you know pennsylvania department of ed has started to have some of these things and said we you know we need to have particularly financial literacy so mm -hmm. there is some financial literacy and some career literacy but it's it's not enough just like so many things in school or that reinforcement is so yeah. necessary so yeah. to to have a nonprofit that's really focusing on that has such an incredible um effect outside of the school as well because now yeah. the people around us are all more financially literate I'm now for, more financially literate right. you know all of those pieces so where did, where did that initial idea come from Elizabeth like and it, especially it sounds like you've had this like you said you had this idea and you worked on this in California and then you came here and brought it with you where, where did this initially begin um it started um when I opened my first student loan bill mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I know oh, yeah. like, oh we got you yeah <laughs> So it, it really was, you know, crying tears of, wow, what have I done? And immediately getting very angry that why, had, why hadn't I been taught this? This is a life skill. This isn't like, boom, here's money and go manage it. And you're standing there, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, I was, you knew enough that, okay, I know I have to pay a loan back. Um, but you also had this, well, I will have this college degree and I'm going mm -hmm. to make all this money and, right. you know, and I always say to the students in a classroom, $50,000 sounds like a lot, but it's not coming at you in a lump sum. No, and you take know, your taxes out and then take, you know, the loan amount out and right. your utilities that you didn't know you'd have and, and yep. the fact that wheat is costing more, so bread is more than it was a week ago. I mean, there's so many things that go into yeah. all this stuff, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very yeah, cool. That's, yeah, I mean, it, it's incredible. And I'm sure that it makes it easy to talk about, right? Like I, I find that, oh, you know, yeah. being able to, to feed people and having a, a community that has uh, people who have the food that they need is an easy thing to talk about, right? It's like literacy. And, yeah. and you're talking about financial literacy. It's not too far removed from that. So mm -hmm. that's awesome that you're able to do that. So how many schools are you into at this point? Um, or do you talk about it that so, way? Or you had a baby, so like you totally get it. Past. And then did. COVID, COVID and babies, and like COVID, <laughs> right? So, and I, like, I jokingly say it was the perfect time to have a baby because schools, everything just mm -hmm. became. You know, yeah, we were in um, two different schools, and everything just came to a 
a frozen standstill. Um, and, you know, we navigated finishing up the series we were in with each school. Um, you know, I quickly recorded videos, you sure. know, like holding mm -hmm. a phone up and like, hey, kids, <laughs> you know, you really got to learn this stuff. And, right. um, and wrapped up where we were at. Um, and it, it was hard because it was like we had... So how the organization works is we partner with banks and we have banks that actually facilitate the workshops. Mm -hmm. So the students are really gaining access, not just to a really great curricula, but then they're networking with, you know, professionals mm -hmm. right in the community. And I tell them like that, make that first really great impression, not just with your teacher, but now this is an individual right near your community that if you make have that build that relationship mm -hmm. and start building that network you know you don't know who you're going to tap into years mm -hmm. down the road so, and, and financial but, um, advice is something that we all ask yes. for all the time i mean i don't buy a piece of furniture and i don't mean this flippantly but i don't buy a piece of furniture without like saying like hey shyla hey jesse what do you guys think about this too like these things are big purchases in our lives and they know our spaces in our world and we talk about every financial decision yeah. all the time oh i'm thinking about refinancing my mortgage have you guys yeah. thought about that what's your interest rate so building right, those relationships right. where they get used to talking about financial decisions with other people is smart yes. too, right? It's really yes, smart. Yes, because I was right, taught right. growing up, you don't talk about politics, religion, or money, right? So well, like, money. yeah, having this idea that like mm -hmm. it's a it's a non like you just can't do it, and so re like reteaching. Right. And yet, and it's such a big thing. Is, we yeah. need we need some advice yeah. <laughs> from others, right? There's so many decisions, right, and, it, right. and it's changing all the time. I'm sure that what you included in in financial literacy five years ago versus what you would include right now are some different things. Right. Absolutely. And that and that's always a challenge, too, because depending on the teacher or the curricula advisor at the school, you know, mm -hmm. when I say I don't talk about balancing a checkbook, they're looking at me like, you know, well, that's a basic. And I said, not, not, anymore. not to the teen today. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not they're mm -hmm. looking at their app live mm -hmm. and they're sitting there. Well, hopefully they're sitting there. You know? Yeah, um, they're not, you know, a they let's be real they don't even write checks i'm gonna be honest yeah. with you i don't know the last time i wrote a check like i really don't and it's funny because sometimes i forget because you know with a theater organization a lot of times parents will write out a check for you know yeah. for, for a t-shirt or something or whatever it is and i'm like they're like who do i make it out to because i forget to tell people anymore yeah. which is just terrible because yeah. i don't write them out as much and actually even with that we've gone we use square and we've gone to trying to make sure that everything even down yeah. to buying a singing violent time for somebody you yeah. can buy it like online. You can do it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's true. Oh, yeah. Why take yeah. up the time teaching them how to use a skill that that how they think about money is probably much more important. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I do. I would love to change that conversation on students talking about money. Why, you know, if we I, you know, I talk to my brothers or, you know, my husband and, you know, you're always mm -hmm. having those conversations. And I do tell them all the time too. It's not one conversation and you're done. Right. Uh, talking about money, you, if you have a little of it, you're going to have a conversation about how hopefully to change like that, mm -hmm. that dynamic. And if you have a lot of it, hopefully it's, hey, where are we investing this? Or mm -hmm. where are we bettering the community with what we have? Or, you know, I talk to the kids about you save some, you invest some, you mm -hmm. spend some. We were you just know, talking about this balance. on a recent episode. We were just talking yeah. about this on a recent episode about, you know, how you split that money down and how you talk about that. And yeah. one of the things that my kids used to say was they were glad we talked about money. They're both savers. Um, my son's 20 and yeah. he's a big investor. I said he has more investments than I do, I think, because, <laughs> you know, he has more disposable income than I do. But at least he's putting it into 
wise decisions in a, or at least doing it while he's in a safe environment. Yeah. Let him take a little risks right. now. Right. Yeah. You know, while he's in a yes. safe environment. Yeah. So how do you feel about, yeah. like, apps like Robinhood and, like, some of these other mm-hmm. apps where you can invest tiny bits of money and just kind of see how – and learn. I think in some ways it's a learning tool mm-hmm. uh, to learn how the market right. works and what that kind of stuff is. So how do you talk about that kind of thing? We touch on it very briefly. I don't – because students at this point, again, some of them have never even worked a part-time job, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. we try to hone in on the 10th and 11th grade um, – grade level um, because we do find that maybe they've just started working part-time and they're making a little bit of money but and it's hopefully not being all spent Um, but we start out with the very basics Um, I talk about investing but at that you know Mm -hmm. 20,000 foot level because there there's such a disconnect um, and there's no continuity for them they're you know if if a student sits there and hasn't touched money in regards to working or a paycheck, I then start saying, well, if you brought in a check, this is what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we do talk about it. Um, and we, I talk about more of the apps on like the, you need a budget app mm-hmm. and, uh, mint or mm-hmm. anything that they can use just to start the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, our, our goal is to kind of do a second, um, level curricula and then start talking about not only say we've set the foundation but now what will we do with that what's next if you want to invest where do you go who do you talk to um you know and i i chuckle because i was just talking to my younger brother um and he's dabbling in cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. investments Mm-hmm. And he was just telling us how much he's made since December. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I sit there like, oh, yeah, yeah, really? I you know. know. And you kind of sit there like, am I missing yeah. something? I know. Uh, like, you know, the, let's go she... back. Let's go back in the beginning of quarantine when if we all knew what Peloton and, and Amazon Zoom and, and Zoom, like, we would <laughs> all be sitting like, on a bundle, right? Like, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. But I, but I really love, though, that you really are, you know, we can, we can talk about all of those things in the future, but that you're really starting with the basics of really the budgeting apps, you know, what budgeting means, really mm-hmm. investing in yourself before you invest in something outwardly, you know. Um, my husband and I use like an online, it, it's based on the old envelope system. You remember, you know, like back in the 50s yeah. and 60s, and my grandparents would talk about how they had envelopes, you know, and they'd have the rent envelope and yeah. the utility envelope and the car right. envelope. And it's based right. on that because what Mark and I found was that independently, our fi- we had no problem with always knowing how much money there was and what there was. And then we got married and we were like, oh, wait a minute. We're both sharing an account and we come out of the same place. And how does yeah. this work? Yeah. And so we we use an app that's basically like envelopes for each category and piece. And, you know, it's been great because we, we always would talk about like, well, should we go out to dinner? Shouldn't we? But now we're like, well, what's in the envelope? You yeah. know, but then we tease each other right, when we buy right. something and we're like, well, what envelope, what envelope does that come from? from? Yeah. Ah, you know, good, luck. <laughs> good luck on your skee-ball envelope, you know, or whatever it happens to be, you know, but it's right. It's right, really great. Right. So, so you have four young boys, um, you know, yes. how do you kind of link that already for them? You know, how are you, how are you teaching them kind of already? If I know you, I'm betting that you probably already have a little bit you're working on with them. We, we've slowly started. The seven-year-old is now really starting to get curious about, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, well, that he'll say, well, that costs things. And I said, everything costs things, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always a cost, you know, um, you know, and his piggy bank has 
five different categories. So he can a lot, you know, is this investing? Is it saving? Is it giving? Is it, you know, where, uh, I forget the last one. Oh, gifts. That's <laughs> mm -hmm. what it is. Gifts. Um, and I appreciate that because then I, you know, then we talk and, you know, obviously there's always a little bit of imbalance. Mm -hmm. um, for example, he, he's, you know, losing teeth and the whole tooth fairy, <laughs> oh, the tooth you know, fairy. and I, I'm that mom that's like, oh, great. Let's quick, you know, when you go to the purse, and you're like, oh, I don't have any cash on me. <laughs> yes. One and dime like, oh, and there's three a pennies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like, and I'm like, what's the going rate? I'll establish that teeth to me, not on the high mm -hmm. priority. Well, then the husband comes in and says, we're running around like, and we forgot. Yeah. The one night. And then they had a conversation on the way to school and... Nick's creative and he said, well, I'm going to call customer service with the, the tooth, tooth fairy, fairy and really figure out like, <laughs> you guys dropped the ball on this one. Yeah. What do you know? He gets $20 for the tooth. So and now like, your son's oh, hoping that every oh, tooth is run. Oh, I am four children. Like you've got a lot of- You're getting four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I was like, not cool, not cool tooth fairy. So that's hilarious. Yes. Well, you, you mentioned um, that one of those, one of those saving areas being giving. And so can you, yeah. can you talk with the, for our listeners, can you share a little bit about, you know, that the giving of your time to boards, giving of your resources, that all of these things are clearly a value to your and your, you and your family. Can you talk a little bit about like where that comes from? And particularly when you're deciding to, to spend time on boards, what are those boards that you've kind of decided to, you know, to give your time to? Cause like you said, there's only so much, yeah. there's only so much time. Right, yeah. right, right. Mm -hmm. So I think um, it, it was a learning curve. I mean, obviously, you know, you think back to your past and like, wow, I just, what I grew up having access to um, and then what others have access to or mm -hmm. don't have access to. And you really start seeing this huge disconnect. So I, well, I grew up in, I say, very rural P Pennsylvania. And then I went to school at Temple University and lived mm -hmm in North Philly yeah. and it was like, you know, eye opening mm -hmm. on like, um, and my brother and I, he actually went to the same school and we rented an apartment next to someone that was on welfare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was eye opening. I think something I'll never forget was I, we got on the elevator with this family and she had young kids and you know, you're just trying to be cute with the kids. Like, Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he was like, I just want a job. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, you know, as this mm -hmm. college student, not, but that, like, I will never forget that. Like, he just wanted a job. It wasn't like, I want to be a firefighter mm -hmm. or, and I mean, he was probably five or six, old enough to understand, like, he was talking about just having a job that, and I carry that with me. So, you know, and as I, as we've kind of grown and invested in everything, education is huge to us. Mm -hmm. Um obviously i feel like it prevents so much i mean my our whole hashtag is prevent debt like if you're educated hopefully you are making the right choices to prevent things or navigate them in a different manner um to put yourself on a better path so i and i think with reading i know that's obviously hugely important in the younger years um and i think too i have a soft spot for high school students and younger college age students because they're, I almost feel like sometimes they're left out, you know? I totally, I totally through. hear you. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
They you just know, want people like, to listen. They just need people to understand where they're coming from. I wish I wish right, I'd always know that, right. but I'm I'm right there with you. It's it's my favorite age range to to work with is high school and college because they're still learning so much and they're unapologetic about it. They're like I'm in this oh, right. learning phase, so they're yeah. like sponges right. that take it right. all in. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, as, yeah. So I so yes, education is huge for us. Um, both of us just, you know, and I like to say that I love to equip people. Um, there's nothing better than someone learning something on their own and doing it for the first time and realizing I, I have the power to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need someone else's help or handout or, and how, you know, we sat through a, uh, it was a convention at LVC and, mm-hmm. and it was really, about how people really want to lift themselves up and it was it was a a reminder like it isn't a handout it's hey Mm -hmm. i'm just helping you get to the next level i you know and hopefully and that's why i say education comes in you know Mm -hmm. if you're learning and absorbing and most people don't want to be where they're at they want to grow they want to develop they want to change um for the better so uh, having that mindset of just the education aspect is, I don't, I don't think it'll ever change. Um, and you know, how do I, again, sitting on boards, if they have that growth mentality, I, again, we tend to steer toward the younger, Mm -hmm. you know, that younger student population in where we've steered, um, just because it is such a vulnerable population. Um, Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot there. Definitely. Well, one of the things that I know about you and Nick, um, having known you in the community, is that you guys are everywhere, and not in a bad way, but that you go to a lot of events, <laughs> and I see you at a lot of places. Um, you know, we're kind of in, in, intersecting in a lot of different ways. Um, so, what kind of community supports do you have in order to make that happen with now four boys? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, I think about this a lot when we're planning events for the Karen Cupboard. Is it's not just the ticket price that I'm asking someone to pay. I'm asking them to also have an appropriate outfit to wear, to be able to get childcare, to be able to do mm-hmm. all of these things. And but before you know it, you could end up spending a boatload of money Absolutely. just to support an organization that you care about. Um, and so I think and money that at the end of the day you'd rather just give exactly. to the organization. Yeah, right. So in Absolutely. some ways, I think COVID yeah. is going to help to us to retool what some of those things look Mm -hmm. like but you know you're president you do those things so what community supports do you have in order to make all of that happen uh that's an interesting question um especially being a startup Mm -hmm. um and i also think um with the nonprofit, we have a unique aspect in the fact that i can tap into banks because of the community reinvestment act um banks Mm -hmm. have to give in certain areas and when and I say, hey, I'm teaching financial literacy. This is like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. Have, they're thrilled. There's a, just such a natural partnership. Um, not to say that you still aren't navigating different things. Um, and I also, you know, I'm new to the nonprofit space. I came out of corporate, you know, mm. I was working for corporate America for numerous years. Um, and I am, you know, I'm just trying to read books on nonprofit management. How do they work? How do they operate? And a little bit of fly by the seat of your pants and absorbing as much as I can um, so that I can make decisions for the growth of the nonprofit um, and what's best for it. Um, 
so community support it, it does come from the banks um and then because they do volunteer and there are a lot of people that have volunteered when we were partnering with different outside organizations like the ymca mm -hmm. and youth advocate program and um i had a lot of inquiries because for the i would say the 65 plus they obviously value mm -hmm you know, financial literacy, as I think most grown people do, but um, yeah. that being able to invest back in something that is, I would say somewhat of a hot button for them. Mm -hmm. um, well, they know the value, because, they know the value in these skills. Yes. There's, there's yes. like, yes. the longer you live, the more you wish somebody, yes. even if you are somewhat financially, like if you, if you saw responsible spending, if someone talked to you about what that yeah. looked like, you know, sometimes, right. you know, even just knowing the decisions that you have to make, we both had yeah. student loans, right. that was going to be inevitable. If we didn't have the choice right. of like, let's, if we were going yeah. to go to school, right. there wasn't going to be that, but to have, to have someone right. along the side to help educate in ways to make those decisions, I really didn't think about the decision yeah. making, like the freedom I had in some of that. I, I could have yeah. gone to different places or, you know, thankfully I was able to have um, subsidized loans or things like, you know, different things. Sure. But to know what all that mm -hmm. means is so overwhelming. Yeah. So yeah, I'm it's sure interesting people are having right. the, the, mm -hmm. the older population in mm -hmm. that, you know, being in Pennsylvania Dutch yeah. country, you know, mm -hmm. there's, the, I think there's a little bit of a different respect for money in the older generation mm -hmm. than has come out right. in, sure. in subsequent generations. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'm sure it's a, an interesting topic. I'm sure everybody comes at it from a very different place and a very different understanding. Yeah. Um, you know, so, how, so yeah, when you it, when yeah. you go to partnership with the schools, are they very welcoming to that? You know, we we often think that you know we always always say like there's plenty of room at the table for everyone to help, especially with this type of education. Like you know, coffee beans and booze is all about getting as many people at the table so we can do the best for our communities. Mm -hmm. Are you feeling that same welcome and warmth coming from? I'm sure, like you said, the banks are thrilled to be in this. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I would think yeah. that the schools are as well. That they're happy to have a partner who's an educational partner to help lift some of what they've been charged with too is is are you finding that when you're out in the community so it's it's an interesting i, I navigate it delicately because mm -hmm. you know that in the community when you have this new idea to come in some of it is like okay who's this new player um mm -hmm. You know, kind of feeling out, you know, and I have a lot of schools that will just say, hey, will you share what your curricula is? And it's fine because, you know, we're going to be offering it online as a donor. Well, and they need gift. to know what it is. Yeah. They have to they have to know what right. what the curriculum yeah. is. Right. That's a responsible educational right. system that's doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, and it, I come in very open to it's like, hey, we're exposing them to new you know, curricula that's tried and true. Mm -hmm. um, but then also we talk about, so I, and I can just briefly tell you what we offer. So they go through an eight week workshop. It's a meeting once a week, one class period um, on a weekly basis for eight weeks. Uh, and we talk through six weeks of it is um, all about money. Mm -hmm. And then week seven and eight is talking about how careers affect money mm -hmm. or vice versa and what you pick at, but we talk about it in regards to the student we do have them do student assessments on their higher ability factor and what work skills they have already their soft skills um and i say it's not a test it's just taking assessments of your tools in your tool belt your what strengths and your you opportunities we were just talking about yes. this yes <laughs> um, mm -hmm. 
I love that. Um, <laughs> so it, you know, and it's really it's taking an assessment of who they are. Then they then we roll that into building a resume. Um, so when the student finishes our workshop, and this is a, another bonus point I like to say is so if they attend all the classes and they do their financial goals, they do a budget, they do their student assessments and they create a resume. At the end, the banks that we've partnered with give them a cash stipend to open a savings account. Oh, nice. So there's yeah. a, an incentive oh, wow. built in yeah. too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, hey, we're cramming one more thing down your throat. And that's where the schools really have opened up because mm -hmm. they're like, A, you're helping us meet grad requirements. Right. Um, and, you know, in Pennsylvania, 5th, 8th, and 11th graders have, you know, they are required to um, take some career assessment. Mm -hmm. So that kind of is touching on some of that a little bit. Um, so we've really packaged something up nicely and the students mm -hmm. come out and they and they have something we hand, they get a workbook. And it's something I say, take along. Like you may come back to this in right. three years or five years. And when you're going into that investment stage, mm -hmm. you know, depending on your stage of life, um, college, no college, whatever, um, go back and read or just, mm -hmm. you know, wrote, look at what you wrote and just keep that as that, that information is evergreen. It is not right. going to change interest rates. That will always be an interest rate. You'll understand what it is. Um, mm -hmm. But I do, it is, so that's kind of how we package it. And the schools have, a, a lot of them love it. Mm -hmm. um, and they're also just realizing that we are taking something off their plate. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, and, and they, partnering up, and that's yeah. just smart, right? Yes. It's just yeah. smart that rather yes. than recreating, that working collaboratively can just have such a bigger benefit for our communities, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, Elizabeth, we could talk forever. We we love sharing. And, and it sounds like, you know, as we we kept talking and like we could hear more of your passion and like, you know, you get more and more excited about talking about what you're doing. And it's really awesome. Uh, but before we go, we have three questions we ask each of our interviewees. Yes. Um, and so I'm going to let Jasmine take the first one. Yes, I get the first question, which is what is your favorite coffee beverage? Oh, you know, I am, uh, it's, so I do a, just a regular latte. That is mm -hmm. my go-to coffee beverage. Um, maybe more than one. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Yeah. I, like, I don't know how you just I, don't have an IV drip of coffee. I was going to say, you need like, a caffeine <laughs> breath. You need that. For sure. For sure. Well, Shyla gets the second yeah. question, a little yeah. bit more fun. So we want to know what's your favorite adult beverage? Oh, wine. <laughs> that was easier yeah, for you're you. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm just that's right like, that was easier yeah. for you. Absolutely. Any, any particular right, yeah. kind? Favorite? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm actually, it somewhat depends on the weather. In the summer, I am a New Zealand soft blanc drinker. Um, but in the winter, I go into the red mode and I kind of dabble in. Uh, I like blends. Uh, anything like a GSM blend, I... Mm -hmm. They're just cozy and warm, and it sure. just depends. Excellent, right. excellent. Good. Well, good. our third question is our absolute favorite question yeah. that we get to ask of all of our listeners. Shyla, take it away. Yeah, so we want to know, uh, Elizabeth, what is your passion? Oh, man, that is a challenging question. Um, but I would say anything along the lines of personal growth and development, like I, anything that I can feed into my boys and hopefully teach them that 
learning is never ending um, mm. and you can make it as big or as little as you want on any topic. I really, I, I hope that them seeing me and dad read all the time and absorbing and yeah. I would say that's probably, if I can instill that same passion of wanting to grow and learn, that would be. That's awesome. Well, um, thank you. We, yeah. we found these really great books uh, for my, I have two boys, um, eight, no, I'm sorry, nine and four, um, and they're called, um, oh, uh, the Growth Ninja series, uh, and it's like okay. the Gritty Ninja, and the, um, like, it, it, the, like it, it's a, a bunch of different types of, like, things, so it talks about growth mindset and, like, what mm -hmm. you can do, the Shy Ninja, the, like, this whole thing, so, mm -hmm. so there you go, there's my tidbit for you, yeah, the, the Ninja absolutely. series. I'm gonna have yeah. to check that yeah. out. Yeah, definitely <laughs> check them out. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much, not yeah. only for your time today, but also for letting us celebrate all that you do yeah. for our community, yeah. so we really oh, appreciate it. Awesome. So thrilled to know that you and your husband are out there with Chalkboard Financial. I mean, that's just absolutely fantastic what you're yeah. doing with your nonprofit skills. So cool. We all need, needed, and will continue yeah. to, to want. So yeah. thank you for sharing them with the youth of our community. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla. And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for coffee and booze. Clink.